Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Inner Puzzle a weekly podcast helping you put the pieces together to the beautiful puzzle that is your life. Featuring the stories of survivors to motivate and empower you through your own healing journey, sharing resources and methods to help you get through life's darkest times. You can overcome your fears and heal your wounds so they aren't passed down to your loved ones. And we're here to help. I am Paola Byron, four-time Emmy Award-winning journalist, executive producer, and host of this podcast, Let's begin. Jorday Salguedo is a performing artist who creates music with her partner in the world of hip hop. Their group goes by the name Two Down. She is an alumna from New World School of the Arts and of the University of Florida. Dancing and music has been a major part of her being all her life. But just three years ago, she went through motherhood, but not in the way she or any woman would expect to go through it. After her personal trauma with stillbirth, she became an advocate to bring awareness and help other women cope with similar experiences. Jorday, welcome. Thank you for being here with me today. Hey, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so thankful to finally have this conversation with you. I mean, you were one of the first guests I had thought about interviewing when I created this project. And, um, Although we kind of, you know, disconnected a bit just because you were going through your journey and I was also going through my individual journey. Uh, but I'm so grateful that we've been able to reconnect again. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. 
So the first thing you told me was that you were in therapy. Yes. So I just uh, recently started therapy in the last two months. And I'm at the three and a half year mark since I had gone through my stillbirth Mm -hmm. of July 9th, 2019 was when it happened exactly. So how's that been like? Um, now it's helping, but Mm. when I first tried therapy, it, it actually wasn't, um, I think I wasn't perceptive to it. I wasn't Mm. open to it. So of course it wasn't working for me, you know? And I also know that at the very beginning, I don't think I was mentally all there in order for me to even receive help. I think I had to process what I had just gone through first and also dealing with all the physical recovery Mm -hmm. from the birthing as well. Um, So, yeah. So what do you want to do? Do do you want me to start talking about... (laughs) We're doing this. We're already doing okay, it. Okay. Do you want, okay. So go look. into therapy. I want to know about therapy, uh, like what what that process has been like for you, because, you know, we're very reluctant to being helped as right. humans, I think. And especially if you're a mom, like you're kind of like, I can do it myself. Like, I don't need anybody, yeah. you know. And um, and and I'm just curious to know. Um, what that process was like for you, like going in, when did you make a decision? Okay. I, I think I need therapy or did someone recommend it to you? Um, I knew myself I needed it. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of like a, an episode in the last two months at work and that, and I was just working, 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 working. I was doing like 45, 50 hours a week. Mm. And I know that I was just doing it to not be at home, to not think about my problems. I just kind of like suppressed everything and threw it under the rug. And I was kind of just going like, well, at work, my mind's busy. I talk to people, they make me laugh. Um, Although there were days that I'm very irritable at work too, but I just didn't want to be at home. And I know I didn't want to be at home because I didn't want to face my emotions. And uh, at work, I actually had a situation. And it's the holiday season, mind you. The holiday mm. season, like, I'm not fond of anymore. Um, we'll get into as to why um, once I, like, explain to you what happened. And when I kind of get more into, like, depths about my pregnancy and how I announced it and everything like that. But at work, I had... This one customer, I work at Apple, by the way. Um, That's like my normal job that's supporting all my art, my whole art life. Mm -hmm. Um, But my, I had a customer and she was pregnant and I never really like to mention anything about me having kids or anything when a woman is pregnant because like I don't want to have the questions asked, right? But I don't know why in that moment she did ask me, she's like, oh, do you have any... The whole thing about, I was like, oh my God, you're pregnant. Like, how many months are you? And, you know, she's telling me, she's like, oh, have you had kids? And I was like, yeah, I had one. Um, I don't know why I did that to myself. But sometimes I'm like, why did I do that to myself Mm. right now? You know, but um, she's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I had one. She's like, oh my God, how cute. How old is he? And I just kind of go along, you know, Mm. I don't, I don't ever want to say what happened, especially if the woman is pregnant. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm just trying to be considerate. I don't want to bring any type of worry to a mom that's expecting, of course. So I was like, yeah, he's, he's three now. And she's like, oh, my God, how cute. What's his name? I say, Mav. 
that's his name. And she's like, oh my God, how cute. And I'm like, yeah. And then I just kind of switched the, the conversation to go towards them. Yeah, you know? because the like, first thing that we do is ask about pictures. Can I, can I see them? Yes, mm. yes. And I wanted to switch that conversation right away. I was like, do not ask me about pictures, please. Yeah. Um, and then she, I was like, okay, so like, do, you know, like, so what are you guys like going to do for like the holidays? You know, kind of trying to like change the subject. And she's like, uh, we're, uh, she's like, well, I'm actually from Miami. And you I'm were going, like, oh, oh my yes. God, you were like, okay, this lady couldn't be more <laughs> like, connected. Like why right now? Yeah. Cause I, you know, I'm living right now. Currently I'm, I'm currently living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we'll get into that as well but, why I moved here but yeah but Jorday and I we know we've known each other for a couple of years now actually yeah. I met her when I was 18 and I was auditioning for the Miami Heat yes. dance team that's exactly where we met and from the day that we met it was just like an immediate connection Jorday had short blonde hair then it was super yes. cute I would never be able to rock it but she she's <laughs> tiny and um and yeah so we met at that time so we're both from Miami and um, we stayed connected throughout all these years, but you know, after everything that she had gone through and after I went through what I went through, we kind of, you know, had some space, but we reconnected. And so that's where we're here today. So that's why we're saying that this woman mentioning Miami and she's pregnant. It's like, Oh, we're like, reeling back the memories. You know? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and yeah, so she pretty much tells me, uh, that she's from Miami, like, I'm like, no way, like, me too, and, she, and I'm like, what are the odds that, like, yeah. one random pregnant girl is from Miami, like, I barely get customers from Miami, I'm in Charlotte, you know, Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm actually going back, uh, on Christmas, we're gonna announce, like, the pregnancy, and, uh. and we already know what we're having, girl, in 2.5 seconds, my heart started beating so fast, Yeah. I couldn't, that's where I knew I wasn't okay. Yeah. Like, I started crying, and the girl was like, are you okay? And when I say cry, like, I exploded. Um, like, one of those cries that you can't hold in. When, like, you know when someone's asking you, like, are you okay? And it just all yeah. comes out. Yeah. It just took that one simple, like, question. thing. Like, yeah. It takes that one simple question for you to, like, explode. Well, when she says this, I felt like I was... This is so weird to describe to you because it happened within seconds, but I felt like I was looking at a reflection of myself in the past. Mm. And like you hadn't done the work that you needed to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I just ran to the back I of know the what store. That's like. Yeah. Yes. I ran to the back of the store and I sobbed. I was crying. It was an uncontrollable like let go of of tears. So like the, one of the the leads comes to the back and they're like, "Are you okay?" Da, 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 da. And I had to just tell them what was happening in the moment and why I broke down and why that was triggering to me and Does, why that this. Do your colleagues know what so, happened? In this location, no. Oh, so that's another reason. Like I had to explain to my the leads at, at the that this location what I had been going through because. Um, Three of them knew uh, because I kind of have ups and downs, right? Mm -hmm. Like throughout the year. And thankfully, I work, I'm so grateful that I work for like a good company where they're all about work-life balance and mental health. Um, yeah. So I'm able to like sometimes call off due to like, hey, I need like a mental day. Like I can't go to work today and this and that. Mm -hmm. So they are aware, but not all of them are aware. Not, and a lot of people at work are not aware either. Um, like I was at my last store where everybody knew what happened to me. Um, 
but when I went to the back, you know, they were very understanding and like I stayed in the back for like probably 45 minutes. I cried it out like it, this was bad. And then I realized I'm like, okay, like I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Like if I am here for 45 minutes crying, like today, Jordan, you're not a tough girl. Like I've been tough this long. And I think today was the day that I realized like, okay, I'm not okay. If something so simple like that triggered me and in my and I cry for 45 minutes in my job, mm-hmm. like you need, like I need help. You yeah. Know? So that was like my turning point. Yeah, exactly. That was my turning point. So I went and thankfully there was a, a, a one of my, my uh, friends at work kind of saw me. So she approached me and she kind of explained to me how Apple just like our benefits just got better. Oh, I guess. awesome. So Thankfully, I'm in a position where I'm able to afford Afford. therapy, right? But not everybody does. And that was a big reason why I had never done it as well. So I had actually thought about going into therapy, um, not because I wanted to go into therapy, but because my neurologist at the time, when I was experiencing my pseudo seizures, they were like, well, you're not really having any stroke, um, you know, signs or, you know, you're not experiencing a stroke every time you're experiencing an episode. You're not experiencing um, epilepsy every time you have an episode. It's pseudo seizures. You know, there's no physical or medical explanation for what you're going through. So it has to be, you know, a mental health issue. And so he recommended me seeing a therapist. But at the time, um, the company that I worked for, they did offer therapy um, as part of their services. But for them to find someone within the the insurance company, it took ages. Like I, I called multiple times and I never got oh, no. an answer back to who I can see. Um, so then I had to do my own research and find someone. Well, anyway, I find a company and then it seems that I'm only, you know, able to do therapy for a certain period of time. And um, because the costs didn't cover for it. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I got in, I literally like, I felt that like within one or two sessions, I didn't really see the progress. Um, and I just felt like I wasn't dealing with the, the real issues. So I just opted out, you know, I was just like, okay, this isn't working for me. And so I just made a decision to do my own therapy. Mm -hmm. But that, with that, with that being said, it doesn't mean I don't recommend therapy. I think that talking to anybody that's yes. willing to hear you out is huge and definitely a blessing. And if you're able to afford therapy, great. There's now multiple, you know, programs that offer therapy at a at a lower price or a more affordable cost. So, so I'm glad that we're talking about this because this was like a major issue at the beginning of like having have gone through the stillbirth and I mean there's so many factors which we'll get into because I'm going to explain to you exactly how everything went down but they had offered at the hospital and someone had come like I guess a social worker did come to the room and she offered and gave me a list of places that I can go to for therapy or child services, Mm -hmm. like, I guess, places that you can go or, like, meetups with, like, other parents. Yeah. But, I mean, at the time, like, your your mentality is, like, get out of here. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, leave me alone. I just want to be by myself in my room with my husband, and that's it. And the only other person that I probably wanted around was my mom. That's Mm -hmm. it. You know, but 
I know that I'm not the only one and women who have gone through situations like this and fathers too, they don't want anyone to offer them. Like sometimes we're reluctant in a situation like that, right? To receive the free help. Mm -hmm. So at the time I kind of like, I remember going home and I kind of like went through the list of people, but like I felt so overwhelmed. I didn't even reach out because yeah. it was like a bunch of paperwork, all these different places. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to call. I don't want to repeat myself again and again every time to explain what I had just gone through. You know, right? and so it probably would have been easier if someone had done it for you. Yes. But the only other person that could do it for you was your husband, and your husband was also going through that process. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I I, I put it to the side, right? Mm -hmm. And during then, my mom had reached out to a specific lady who was like, you know, my grandmother had told my mom, like, hey, like, reach out to this lady. Like, um, she might be able to, like, help Jorday. So my mom, at the time... She's so cute. She was paying for the sessions for me. Yeah. I mean, they're costly. Mm -hmm. And that's that that lady was working with my mom and gave it to her at a more affordable rate, but it was still expensive. And I did, I did five sessions, right? Once a week. And this was like probably six weeks after. So six weeks postpartum is when I decided, okay, I'm going to do it, right? I do five sessions. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, it doesn't work. And but you know what's so funny? Because the way you're saying it and the way you're you're talking about yeah. it, it's kind of like, ugh, like I'm being forced to do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly, so good, it's the tone that you're, you're, you're giving me. Like, uh, don't really want to do this right now. Like, but I'm just going to do it because you're trying to help me. But whatever. Like, it's not. Yes, Paula. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how. Yeah, actually good. That was good. You observed that from like my tone of voice. But yeah, that is how I felt. I felt like I was just like some like like I was taking the help because like it's there, right? But I don't really want to do it. So I'm doing the sessions and then like at a point I felt like it was transactional, right? Sometimes I feel like some therapists feel like they're just doing this to get their money. And mm -hmm. then like at 45 minutes or, or an hour or 60 minutes, whatever, they're like, okay, well, it's time, la, 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 right? And I didn't like that feeling. Yeah. Then I started talking to like, um, like my cousin a lot. Every now and then, when I was having a breakdown, I'd call my cousin, and she would kind of like help me through it. Right? She always kind of like was a good person to hear me out and not mm -hmm. give a lot of input, which was amazing. Because you know, I, it's so important. That's so important because I feel like people don't understand that when you're grieving or you're going through your emotions you just want to be heard. It, you don't want yes. really like an interaction. It's kind of like a diary, like where you just write in everything and you don't really get a response where you're just letting it out. Um, yes. I did have a moment in time where I did find myself very lonely because the only other person I can really talk to was my husband who oh understood God, everything. Too. And my husband, you know, he was already overwhelmed with me, you know, and his mm -hmm. own emotions. And it was like, you know, it's kind of like putting in, a well of water that was already full, more water. And it was like, it wasn't really helpful in any way. Yes. Um, because to him, it was kind of like, okay, like I get it. But you know, I just, I also don't want to deal with this, you know? Um, and I had friends where I would call them and I, and, and I had is like, you know, an I know underlining word because it's like, 
I would call them and be like, hey, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of feeling this way. And, and I would ask about them. Hey, like, how are you doing? Like, you know, how's life and everything like that. And somehow it would always slip into the conversation about my, my, my problems, my, the things that I was going through. Until one day, like, that, you know, that friend, like, just disappeared. You know, like, never picked up my calls, never texted back. And I got the message. I was like, all right, right. cool. Don't worry about it. You know, well, I'm not, I'm not I gonna... can't believe you're mentioning this. Yeah. So I, I, I went through something like this. Yeah. yeah. So and, and then I really just like cut it off. I was like, OK, fine. You don't you don't want to help me or you don't want to hear me out. You know, and the thing is, is that I, I also made it clear to that person that I didn't always call or text you to talk about my problems. Sometimes I wanted a distraction of my reality so that I can hear what you were going through, or maybe you had something wonderful going for you. And I also wanted to hear that, mm -hmm. you know, I felt like our friendship was very much, you know, mutual in the sense that we experienced and shared our experiences, whether they were good or bad, regardless right. over the phone or whatever. And simply they were just like, Oh, like I couldn't handle, you know, your emotions. Like it was like too much too for much. me. And I wish there was a, a clear and concise way of her expressing that to me um, instead of me finding out in such a cold way because what that made me feel like was abandonment. And we all know when we're going through something so difficult, abandonment is like a no-no. It's like... You yes. you want to make sure that even if you don't have the advice for this other person, just know that they just want to be heard and they just want to be listened to. And so that was also a learning lesson for me because I also was like, I can't have these expectations for other people like the way I hold up my own standards for me. Yes. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I actually lost a very close friend to me not as in loss like they passed away like yeah our friendship ended horrible and it sucks because she had a me and her were pregnant at the same time mm -hmm. but my given my circumstance right my son passed away he didn't make it and her son it was they were only going to be three months apart mm -hmm. so every now and then you know she'd reach out i'd reach out she tells me what she's going through and what she's dealing with as a single mother, right? Because the dad kind of disappeared on her. Okay. So she's dealing with her thing and I'm dealing with my thing about my baby, like, not being here. And then, like, we would both just kind of, like, throw all our shit to each other, right? And it got to a point where she actually told me that she was jealous of my relationship. Like, that she hated being around people that were together, and that she, not even her, the dad, the father of her son would stay with, stayed with her, you know? Yeah. And that's where, like, our, you know, things got a little weird. Yeah. Um, and, and is it, is it, it's, the reason I bring this up is, I know we're going a little bit off topic because I'm going to go jump back to the therapy thing, but it just sucks that the one person I was kind of, like, letting, letting out and, and, you know, kind of having that one person that I can go to our relationship kind of just broke away because she chose to allow bitterness to take over. Um, and I mean, the way that that friendship ended was really sad. I mean, we knew each other since we were like 14 years old. We had a very long friendship. Um, but these situations in life kind of show you who's really there, 
who's there to listen and who really cares, right? Mm -hmm. um, so at the same time, like that showed me true colors of people. Um, but anyways, I don't... Um, you know, but, you know, it's it's important because it's it's like we rely on therapy in other forms and so right. when when that you know you you were still willing to have therapy but just in the way that you knew how to and this therapy session or this therapist I'm sure it was a new experience yeah and my whole thing was I don't want to talk to a stranger mm -hmm. that was my issue at the moment I didn't want to talk to a stranger about what I was going through so I went to a friend right someone that isn't a family member but but that I still had a close relationship with, right? Yeah. Um, and and it sucks, like what you said with the expectations. Sometimes we would hold these expectations of others to give us that same energy back that we give to them. Yeah. Um, but as well, this experience again in life taught me we should never have expectations of others, you know? Um, but yeah. back to the therapy. So when I did my five sessions, I was over. I was like, Mom, I don't want to do this. Don't waste your money. Thank you so much, but it's not working. A year comes, and that whole year, oh my goodness, was an up and down roller coaster. I mean, like, it was dealing with my own shit by myself and with Mateo. Mateo is my husband that we both had, the, like, we had gone through the stober together. Um, so my first year was an, was an inside battle that I was dealing with by myself and with my partner, And, um, my therapy was, I think around seven months, I was like, I need to move my body. I need to move my body. I'm frustrated. And if dance was the thing that I loved most in my life, then that's what I need to go back to. Right. Um, and guess what? I couldn't. So I had a C-section and my C-section took a longer time for me to heal because I'm not... I didn't have a normal mom experience, right? My son passed away and my doctor told me that my body was going to take a longer time to heal as well. So I couldn't, I was like at home trying to do like things on a yoga mat. Then I was trying to move my legs up and down, kind of trying to rebuild those like lower abdominal muscles, trying to move my body in like something would hurt. And then I, and then I'd start crying and I would just cry by myself like yeah. in the living room because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like I literally got stabbed in the heart and punched in the stomach. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have my son and I can't even do the one thing that I love, which is dance. Mm -hmm. um, so then I started going for walks. That was my, that turned into my therapy for a while. I would go on a walk every day, whether it was at night or in the morning, I made myself do it. I was like, if you don't go on this walk, like you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, so I would go on a walk. Then it turned into like, what else? I mean, from there, I kind of just was like in and out. Then I had to return to work. Then I went backwards again. I thought I was getting better, right? I had six months, by the way, of, of leave after the stillbirth with my job. So I didn't, I didn't talk to anyone from work. When I went back to work, oh my goodness. I had a downfall. Yeah. Like everyone was asking me about the baby. Yeah. I can imagine what that's like going back to work and then it uh, just feels like you're like yeah. going down. I'm going pitfall. backwards yeah. again. So then now I'm like, okay, let me try a therapist again. I do 
four sessions, I'm out. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, yeah, this you kept. It's not that you were giving and, up on yourself. It's just you were, you were not ready. And, yes. And I think that when you were finally ready, which was two months now, ago, yeah, yeah, it's it's like that's when you make that decision. So when you're finally ready, you need to listen to your body. You need to listen to your emotions. When you're finally yes. ready, now you're finally in therapy. You know, yes. Going in, how did you not give up after the five sessions? Um, I think it was. So this is funny because I know I'm. <laughs> I've spoken to people about this before. Uh, I have like two friends at work, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm on like my fifth therapist. Like I can't find anyone that yeah. understands me." Um, I think this time this was like my. Fourth, actually, this is my fourth trial in trying to speak to someone. Um, my therapy all last year was yoga. I mean, I did consistent yoga. I went to like, I registered myself somewhere and I went every single day. And I was like, this is what therapy is. Like, I get to move my body. I get to sweat. And and it's like, you know, like kind of like a form of dance, right? Because yeah. dance was always my number one. But then, like I said, I had that breakdown at work uh, like two months ago two or three months ago it was a holiday season so like a, yeah around November and I was like okay it's time so when I I this time I called with a sense of urgency right because my job has like this line that you can call when you need like a therapist and they look for they give you like a list of therapists but my friend had advised me she's like you need to go with a sense of urgency and explain to them your situation and so I did, and within two days, they sent me someone, and they, they gave me a questionnaire on, um, do you want it to be a female, male, uh, you know, any type of cultural or religious views that you are, you know, have, and this, and this, and this, and I think that led me to the right person, mm -hmm. um, and now that I'm in with this, with the lady that I'm in with today, I mean, she's not transactional. I mean, there's moments where, like, I'm on a rant. I'm letting it all out. And she'll go over 15 minutes. And she even said, if I see that you're having, like, a good session and, like, you need to, like, release, I'm not going to cut you short. Mm. She doesn't. And I love that about her, you know, because that means, like, you really care. Yeah. You know? And then there's other days where I don't have anything to talk about. And we're done in, like, 35, 40 minutes, yeah. you know? It's like, I don't, it's not all the time. And I notice this is why I know this works. I'm not having, this is so funny. Like every two months I have like this weird pattern that I notice about myself. I get irritable. I get mad. I, I get in arguments over stupid things with Mateo. Like I, I cry, like I'll cry at night. I just get in my head and I'll start crying about my son and I kind of revisit the memory of being at the hospital mm -hmm. and and that's not happening as much now, right? Like because if I'm it's it's like a wound, right? So there's a wound in my heart and right now I'm 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 touched I'm I'm going and I'm revisiting that wound weekly. So that way in 2 months I'm not going to have my freak out moment. I'm not going to go into this anger. You're like, tending to it. You You're know? tending to a wound. Yeah. yeah. So I'm finally going into that wound weekly and I'm revisiting it so I'm not being explosive. Yeah. And that's how I notice that this is working and the fact that the lady is also very 
she gives me like little tactics to do or to work on. And now she's also working with me on accountability um, because that's one thing that I've, I've been challenged with in the last like three and a half years. I have no accountability for myself. Yeah. Um, and I hate that about myself because I've always had that. Like when I wanted something and I wanted to get it done, I would do it. But it's because it was a form of depression. You know, like I was so sad. I didn't even have the time to sit down and focus on one task that I wanted to get done, whether it was like creating music or let me sit down and work on my stillbirth website or let me sit down and work on my clothing brand named after my son. No, I couldn't do it. Um, so she's working on me now with with accountability and kind of like, OK, what are we going to accomplish this week? Mm-hmm. And it, and that's another form of like maybe like coaching and therapy at the same time. So yeah. I love that. But that is what I'm doing now. And that's what's helping me now. And I don't know how long it's going to If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. To help me for, but mm-hmm. as of right now, that's what's working. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is this part might be a little bit difficult, but a um, little bit is probably an understatement. Okay. But talk to me about your pregnancy and how everything was normal. Okay. So, um, Okay, so so you get to know a little bit about my pregnancy. I got pregnant in October of 2018, and I decided that, you know, this is a funny story. Uh, when I, I took, 
I took two pregnancy tests in the bathroom with my friend. Uh, her name was Gabby. Uh, she's so cool. Uh, she went with me in the bathroom. She's like, okay, let's, let's try it. So we take the first test. It came all positive. I'm like, oh my God, this is really happening. I'm 24 right now. Okay. I'm 24 years old at the time. And then we take the second pregnancy test and she's like, oh my God, bitch, I think you're really pregnant. <laughs> like, so she's like, let's double check with the camera yeah. phone. Like we think the camera phone is like going to solidify this. Right. So we hover the pregnancy test under the camera phone and she takes the picture. She's like, okay, she's like, okay it's for sure. Like, you're pregnant. Like, yeah. This is really happening. So then we're like, okay, it's happening. So then we go to, uh, so then I'm like, okay, like, I need to find a doctor. Like, I need to, like, really confirm this, right? So I go to El Borinque. What is that? <laughs> it's like, it's like um, for, like, it's, like, for people who don't have, like, health insurance. Oh. Mind you, I had health insurance because, like... Is that in Miami? It, yes, in Miami. It sounds like, like a Miami place, but I just, yes. I've never heard of it. Yes. Um, so, I had a friend at the time who uh, who had been pregnant. Or she also had the one that I told you that was, we were only yeah. three months apart. apart. She's like, just go to El Borinque. Like, you're going to find out. They're going to just check you, and they're going to confirm the pregnancy. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Because I didn't want my parents to know yet. Because I said, if this is, like, for real, like, I want to surprise my mm -hmm. parents. So, I, so I didn't go through my insurance. Mind you, I had health insurance through my dad. But I know if I go, my yeah, parents are going to get the out. mail yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So I went there. Girl, they take me, like, a, 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 a pregnancy test, right? Like, a, like I pee in those. It said negative. Okay. My heart dropped. So in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, am I not? Am I going to lose the baby? Like, I'm freaking out now. Yeah. We take a second one. It said negative. This is weird. Super weird. Again, no answers as to why. So in my head, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just like this place is like, like, it's not legit. Like, you know, like, yeah. I'm over here. Like, I'm like, this place is not legit. Like, we, I got to go. So Mateo's waiting in the car and I'm like, this place isn't legit. They said that I'm not pregnant. That's weird. I'm leaving. And then, um, and then he's like, okay, whatever, we'll try somewhere else. So, uh, dude, it's so crazy, like, the whole beginning of this. Then a girl from his job, uh, Gardy, she was like, girl, you just go to the emergency room and you say you feel like you're vomiting, you're nauseous, and they'll do the whole thing, and you ask for sonogram, and that's it. And I'm like, okay, then, let's do that. So I go to the emergency room, I'm like, that night, I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. Like, I threw up. I'm nauseous. La, 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 la. And the lady's like, are you pregnant? I'm like, I don't know. Like, right? I'm over here. It's like, I don't know, you know, because I want confirmation from, the, like, a real, like, doctor. <laughs> this, and, is so, this is so dramatic. I know. It's so dramatic. <laughs> so, so me and Matera are there. And, girl, we're, like, they gave me a pregnancy test. And they're like, okay, well, uh, you are pregnant. Uh, I don't know if I should say, is this, a, I'm like, yes, like we, yeah, like, you know, whatever, like, yeah. can we, and I'm over here, like, can I get a sonogram? Like, I want to see, like, I want to, like, really confirm this, you know? And then the lady was like, I mean, we're not supposed to, but okay, we'll do it this time, la, la, la. So we got it, me and Mateo cried, we were happy, oh, like, nice. it was, like, such a nice, like, little dramatic story. Yeah. Um, and then... And then I'm like nervous now. I'm like, I'm like, how am I going to tell my mom, my dad? Like, I don't know why my dad to tell my dad was getting me so nervous. I know hmm. it's so weird, but 
I think because in my head, I dealt with a lot of battles of, like, my dad having these, like, high expectations of me and my career. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think that that was, like, a whole thing that I was, like, scared to tell my dad. Yeah, because it might like, be, like, a like a stop in the road. Yeah, like, I don't know if my dad's going to take it in a good way or mm-hmm. if he's going to, or, or a bad way. That's why. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, so, I was like, okay, Mattel, we're just going to we're gonna wait the three month mark and see if everything goes good and then i'm gonna surprise them in like december for christmas Mm -hmm. and then he's like okay cool i'm down whatever he didn't tell anyone i was like please don't tell anybody in your family at all i don't want anybody to know and he's like okay so boom it's december right um it's christmas I am having so much anxiety. I'm so nervous on Christmas, like, to, like, announce this. But, like, the way that I did it was really cute, too. Like, I got my brother and my sister, like, a little baby outfit. Like, one that says, like, auntie-to-be and you should check out my uncle. He's cool. And then I got, like, a baby outfit for, like, my mom and my dad. Like, grandma and grandpa or something like that. And, like, I gave it all to them. The whole family's there. Like, when I tell you, like, my whole family's there, like, everybody's there. Like, it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, 25 people around. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, and then everyone's opening gifts and then I, I was like, okay, it's like the last gift of the night. Like, I'm going to give this, everybody pay attention, la la la. Like it. And like, they took it out and like, everybody started crying. Uh-huh. I don't know why everybody started crying, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, we all started crying and like, my mom hugs me. My dad's eyes got watered. Like my dad never cries. Yeah. Um, and that for me is like one of my favorite memories, memories because you know, like, like, it made me happy to know that my parents were, like, cool about it, you mm-hmm. know? And and then from there, um, you know, things went well. Uh, but January came. And January, we had a car accident. Um, and I was freaking out. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to lose the baby. Like, it was like a five-car it was a five car car accident and it was like on bird road and like it was was like was it like a hit or was it like a pileup no it was like a pileup but like my car got just totaled Mm, like in the front and the back it got like uh crushed right like the whole back of my car was crushed and Um, it was just you and the car no mateo was there Mm. we had just left literally our first doctor's appointment with the baby Mm. like like it was our first doctor's appointment we had a sonogram like I had finally got my my doctor that I wanted yeah um and and I'm like great like in my head you know as a mom you think the worst yeah so I'm like I just want to like I remember crying in that moment I was just like I just want the baby to be okay like I don't want to lose the baby like I'm gonna cry right now yeah because that's what ended up happening right um and then Mateo's like, okay, don't worry. Like, and then Mateo gets out of the car, you know, Marine guy over here. Did the, saves, did the ambulance saves, arrive? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, they ended up coming, you know, but, you know, the ambulance always gets there, like, so much yeah, later. Yeah. Um, but Mateo, being, a, you know, him, superhero Marine, goes out and, like, goes to the car behind us. And an old man was stuck. His whole chair fell back. Oh Mateo, God. like, breaks the door open to get the old man out. And, you know, this is all happening. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to go to the hospital. Like, I'm not waiting for the ambulance. Like, we need to go now because, like, I need to make sure that, like, everything's okay with the baby. So we go back and, like, they were like, no, 
the baby's fine, everything's good. So okay. I was like, okay, thank God. So we're good. Yeah. Uh, but that's already a, tra- a traumatic yes. incident. Yes. So mm-hmm. in my head, because I'm going to get into the details next, but I'm over here thinking like maybe that could have been the cause of the stillbirth, mm-hmm. but right, we don't know, but you'll see. So yeah. this happens and then, and then something that like, I look back on now, um, I was present my whole pregnancy, like very present, like, like a little bit too much present. Like I took a picture almost every week. I documented my pregnancy so that like I can see my belly grow. Like usually like moms kind of like, I mean, every mom is different, right? But I like was really in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but some moms kind of are just going through it yeah and they just go to work and like i can't wait till the baby comes out you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like i kind of wasn't like that like i was just like enjoying the pregnancy Mm -hmm. even though my pregnancy was tough like i mean i had a lot of nausea and smells and i I was a very picky eater i didn't like meat like i just wanted rice and beans and uh, i mean my pregnancy was tough i'm not gonna lie yeah um I only had like two really good months, which was February and March. February and March was like smooth sailing. So it was like second uh, trimester. Second trimester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was smooth. Um, and then uh, around April, I started like getting really bad, like, like I was getting like really bad swelling and I would go to, you know, like my doctor's appointments. And I remember around my eighth month I actually had contacted the doctor because I was like listen like I'm like itching everywhere like in my body and and this is another reason that I'm speaking about this is when I talk I'm working on a website that's actually going to speak about this because it, it helps women um kind of be aware of symptoms this is one of the symptoms that can lead to stillbirth by the way hmm. itching on your body but it's called cholestasis I don't have I didn't have it though I didn't get diagnosed with it but I had called the doctor with concern because I was like listen like this it's been like two nights in a row I can't sleep I'm itching everywhere and it's not my belly because you know they say your belly can itch because it's expanding the mm-hmm. skin no it was everywhere I thought yeah. I was having an allergic reaction and like I hives. couldn't figure out mm-hmm. yeah and um and whatever uh, I, I didn't get highs though. I was just literally itching. Paula. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. weird. And then from there we went into, um, then I went, so they let me come in and she's like, okay, well there is something called, I told her, listen, I Googled something. It says cholestasis and it can lead to like stillborn. So I just want to check like my, I think you, you, you can check your like bile or your liver. Um, I'm, I'm, they do I'm a not... biopsy on, on your liver or something like that. Um, they get blood work okay. and then like, they just have to check your liver, liver levels. Okay. Right. Um, she said, okay, well they got my, she called me, mind you, this call was made one week before you were due. Yes. No, not even. One week before I, I, my water broke. Oh, okay. She calls me and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that um, the bio, the, the results don't look too concerning, but we can always induce you if you are concerned because the baby's already fine at this point. Like, 
his lungs are developed. Everything is developed. He, you can get the baby out so now. This was like after to. 37 weeks. Yes. Yes. Um, I know this because I was induced and I needed to wait to the 37 weeks mark. I was on 37 weeks when my water broke. Yeah. So because, so this was on 36, I think. Yeah. So basically I was induced um, 37 weeks uh, uh, pregnant because uh-huh. I was experiencing hypertension. And oh. so um, if my blood pressure was too high and it was uh-huh. like I wouldn't even have symptoms of hypertension, like I wouldn't have oh. a headache or anything like that. But um, I ended up having like Braxton Hicks and I thought that it was contractions. And then they were just like, no, you're just you're having Braxton Hicks, but your blood pressure is off the roof. So we need to monitor oh. you. And so I ended up being induced like a day or two after. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, but the 37 weeks is like the mark of right. like fully developed lungs. Okay, so she had called me at 36 weeks and said they're not the the levels are not concerning, but we can induce you. Yeah. Um, and I would be exactly 37 weeks on that Monday. That's why she was like, "We can do it on Monday." Yeah. And I and I was like, "No, I want it to happen natural. Like I don't want it to, you know, me like trying to be like Mrs. over here because my whole pregnancy I wanted it to be natural. I even had tried." wanting to do a water birth but then I didn't end up doing water birth because it cost too much money and then I wanted everything holistic you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying and but whatever things didn't go as planned so and I got an amazing doctor who was also not forcing me to do any induced or c-section and she's like I think you should try to have it natural that's what she was also pushing for too um and then after the call I was like no I want to have it natural she's like okay is the baby still moving like make sure that the baby is still moving okay I was like yeah no he's still moving like my son was super active like he would move all the time um and he'd wake me up in the morning like he was a super active baby so I'm like okay cool so he's always moving so everything should be fine right um then the following week I'm at 37 weeks that Wednesday, oh my God, I believe it was a Wednesday, I'm not sure, it was July 9th, that morning, I woke up because my water broke on the bed, like, I was dripping, I was like, oh my God, it's happening, like, Mateo, I'm freaking out, like, it, the water's going everywhere, like, you know, mind you, I had taken the, the, the classes Prior to labor, I had taken the prenatal classes, like, you know, so you understand how labor works and mm-hmm. like breathing techniques. And I had done those classes with Mateo. Um, and I remember in the class, they had mentioned that labor was going to take a while. And so I took my, I didn't take my time, but I just tried to hurry up in the shower before I got in the car to go to the hospital. And I remember going on the way to the hospital, like we went to go pick up my mom. My mom lived down the street at that moment. Like she lived really close. So we went to go pick up my mom and then like we went on the highway, boom. We're on 95 express lane. Mateo's like hurrying up, trying to get to the hospital. And I'm over here like, why are we like going so crazy? Like I remember that the lady in the class said that labor was gonna take hours. So like, I just need to flow with the movements of like, you know, whatever, deal with the pain and just breathe. Something in the car, I know this sounds so weird, but I think I knew when my son had already passed away inside of me. And the reason why is because it was like nine in the morning. It was like, there's actually a video. Mateo was videotaping me in the car. And I'm like, 
And he's like, oh my God, the baby's coming. Like we're on the way to the hospital because he was filming because we were like, you know, he wanted to tell the family to send it on like a group chat to his family. And I remember it was like, I have that video and I can't look at it. Mm -hmm. I've only looked at it once and I saw it on like the first year anniversary of when my son passed away. And in, um, in that video, I started crying and I didn't know why I wanted to cry in that moment. And now I know, like, I knew in that moment, that's when my son's heart stopped. Like, I knew, like, I must have felt something because I cried randomly. And he's making a happy video, you know, and we're on the way to the hospital. And it was like, if I go back on that, on that, when I go back, if I go and see that video that he filmed, I can see the exact time. Because it shows the time, too, on, like, the radio station of, like, the car. Uh, it shows the time. And I remember it was, like, around 9 a.m., like, 9.13 a.m. or something. My heart, like, something in me told me that my son passed away. Do you want to know more about the resources we mentioned on this episode? Head on over to our show notes for more information. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. And be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. If you know someone with a story we should feature on The Inner Puzzle, send us a DM on Instagram at The Inner Puzzle. Until next time, keep moving the pieces to your inner puzzle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.